It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, 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 greatness. Well, happy Monday to all of you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're just excited as always. Um, you know, the show today for me was kind of heart-drenching. My heart was tugged. I was trying to determine what to talk about. And sometimes you get a little foggy, you get a little displaced based on all the things that are going on around us. And we know we've been dealing with this for several years, i say several years, two years with the pandemic and wars and rumors of wars, as they say, and, uh, you know, diversity, inclusion, um, riots. It's just been such a tumultuous time for us, for businesses. And I was just thinking about how all that played into how we go forward and do business today. And while I could talk about a lot of great, cool ideas that we have talked about in the past and things that are coming, aboard, are coming about, I want to talk about something I think is very, very important. Um, it's a basic fact of doing good business. And it's something that's indicative to me and my brand and who I tried to be. So the subject today is tr- the truth factor, the trust factor in business. We're going to talk about how important it is to have that trust when you're doing business. You know, bottom line is the cornerstone is success of businesses is sales. Sales that turn into profit, that's a driver for all businesses, whether you are a for-profit business or a non-profit business. Yes, it is for non-profit as well. The bottom line is you're going to exchange a commodity for money. You're going to uh, sell the transaction between two or more people, which the buyer receives tangible or intangible goods or services, assets, in exchange for money. So as I said, you know, you have to, whatever business you do, you are selling something. Tangible, you're selling a car. You're selling a pair of shoes. Uh, you're selling um, a motorcycle. You're, you're selling um, a hat. Nonprofit, you are selling ideas and concepts. But also, you are selling concepts and ideas as does a lawyer or an accountant um, or a, a, a motivational speaker. You're still selling something that's intangible opposed to what's tangible. So no matter what business you're in, for nonprofits, you're selling and trying to get people to buy on to what you're doing to help you raise money, to give you money to help others. So no matter what kind of business you have, you are selling and you are trying to, whether it's tangible or intangible, you are trying to get people to give you money for a commodity, for something that you're doing for them. And so when we talk about that a little bit more, we think about how important sales are to any business. And with all the books that have been written about sales, all the seminars that are done about sales, all the conversations about sales or whatever, it clearly seems to be, and it is in some instances, one of the most difficult jobs out there for any company, any business. You know that without sales, whether it be donations or whatever, you're not able to be successful in your business in terms of gaining the resources that you need, the staff you need, the marketing materials, the marketing time that you need, the benefits for your staff, 
the insurance, profits to put away to give raises, and profit get away to expand your business and profits there to have you something to retire on. All of those things boil down to your revenue, your sales that you bring in. And so we constantly think about, oh, my God, everything depends on how successful I am in the sales arena. And I got to figure out how to make this thing more and more profitable for me. I got to think ways to make sure it works for me. I got to make sure to make sure that I'm getting a bigger amount of sales. But all of that going back and forth, all of that conversation, the major function behind sales, the driving function, the one thing that makes you a more successful person is the fact that you have gained somebody's trust. That person trusts you enough to make the purchase. That person trusts you enough to turn over the building of their home. They're turning over the, um, the, the decision to build by this car. They're turning over the decision to and paying you for your consultations to do your books a certain way or to deal with this legal issue a certain way. Bottom line, it all turns over to trust. Sales is all about gaining people's trust. Yeah, you have to do other things. You have to define your target. You have to identify the qualified perspectives, make sure that person is worth be spending time with. You have to fine-tune your message to make it compelling, to make that message something they want to hear and believe in, and you hit them where it hurts the most or helps the most. You have to connect with them to make sure it's something compelling. But at the end of the day, the bottom line of all that, every sale is closed based on the fact I trust you. It comes down to trusting the person that you are buying the service or commodity from. Think about that a little bit. Think that you merely touchy-feely, oh, she's sweet, he's sweet, They're, you know, they make me laugh. No. Trust is a hard-nosed business concept. Don't get it twisted. It's not just something that old salesmen do and, and make you feel comfortable buying your car from them or some little sweet lady in the dress store. You know, she's a sweet little old lady and, okay, okay, I'm about. No, it's because you trust that person's ability and knowledge. They've been around. And the benefit of all that when it comes to trust, trust in business equals speed. And when you're able to maneuver, make decisions faster, you actually make more profits. You actually make more sales. Let's rewind a little bit. So um, I'm in the process of trying to look at something as simple as I'm going to uh, go out and buy me a new dress, which is something I, I need to actually do. But anyway, I'm going to go buy a new dress. There is a lady in a particular store who knows me, who knows my style, who would tell me when something looks good on me, when something doesn't look good on me, who would tell me, girl, I think that's a little bit overpriced. You know, I trust her. So when I go in to buy a dress, if I go to her, I guarantee you, because we have a relationship, I trust what she says, I respect her, she cares herself in such a way, she looks good, that she can tell me, Gwen, this is something you need to buy. This is going to be great for that specific uh, uh, occasion you would like to go to. I'm going to take her word, and I'm like going to cut my time on going back and forth, changing back and forth, trying on four or five dresses. This woman I have to trust with. So subsequently, she's built a trust with me. Subsequently, I'm going to come in that store. I'm going to go to her. I'm going to make my selection in a short period of time, 15, 20 minutes, and I'm out. And she can go into another customer. 
However, if I go into a store, there's someone who I don't know, who I don't trust, she's got to build some kind of rapport with me, a trust that she knows me well enough, she understands the type of event I'm trying to go to, she understands how I want to look at this event. All of these things, she got to figure that piece out. So I may be with her for an hour. I'm with this other lady 15 minutes. So what does that do? This woman is tied up with me for an hour. This woman is tied up with me for 15 minutes, and she's able to go out and make two or three other sales while this other person is still trying to struggle with me. You see, the, you see what happens there. You're able to make things happen, go forward a lot quicker. Same thing with your accountant. If your accountant you trust, he knows your financial um, plan. He knows what you want to do. He knows you have retirement plans. He knows you have children. He knows you have a special niece or nephew you want to leave money to. He knows you want to grow your business. He knows all this. I had to explain that to him. So he's going to tell me, based on the trust factor I have in him, here's how you should invest this money. Here's how you should deal with your taxes. Here's what you need to do. If he even tells me you need to cut your salary to make sure da 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 happens, then I'm going to do that. He says you need to lay employees off. He says you need to take less profit this year and put that extra money back into the business. I'm going to trust you to do that because we have a relationship with rapport, opposed to a new accountant who I don't trust, who I've got to really sell, sell, sell to make me support the decisions he's making. Now, here's the deal on that, how it hurts you in that realm. The accountant that know, you know and you trust, you spend an hour with him, you guys are straight. That costs you, let's say, $250 an hour. I don't know. I'm just saying $250 an hour. Okay, that's, that's $250 well spent. However, if you have an accountant you don't trust, you may be with him two or three hours trying to make sure you're comfortable with the strategic strategy he had for your finances. That's going to cost you $500 or $750. You see what I'm saying? So trust equals speed, and speed gives you greater revenue for you to purchase from a person or for you to buy a commodity yourself. That trust factor is just so huge. Um, like I said, it's much, much more than that feeling, that feeling good about each other if you know and can trust that. To build and enhance your trust, let me tell you how this can kind of works. It's kind of like, um, let me say, it's kind of like a ripple effect, if you will, because you know how you drop a, 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 a drip of water or you drop a stone in a puddle of water and it ripples, the effect goes out. That's sort of how trust works because it starts from the inside and it permeates out. It doesn't come from the outside in, it comes from the inside and goes out. And it trusts and it evaporates and it goes out and more and more people are influenced by the air fact that he trusts. Today, to that, the same effect, let me share that with you. I have a very, very good friend. She says to me, when this is my attorney, he is really good, or she is very good. No one else is probably a girl. She is very good. I trust her. She's done this, da, da, da. When I go into her to meet with her as well, I'm already predisposed to like her and trust her because it came from somebody I trusted. She, my friend, recommended me to you. So subsequently, I'm already down for that. I'm going to do less questioning of your abilities because I'm taking my, my girlfriend's um business person, I'm taking her word for what she's saying. Subsequently, the trust factor also works that way. And so when you have customers, think about the importance of having them to trust you as you work with them. Understand the importance of them trusting you as you work with them because that helps you bring in more business, helps you bring in more sales, helps you bring in more profits. Now, the whole ripple effect is, is 
four or five different levels. And while I can't go through all of them today, and I won't go through all of them today, we won't have time, we will continue to follow up on this next week. But today we're going to still go through and talk about the first wave, which I'm so, I think is so, so important, the first wave in terms of trust factor and how we deal with it. So the first thing is this. Before you can earn trust from others, you have to what? You have to trust yourself. I cannot persuade you to trust me to do anything for you, to handle your marketing campaign, to be your attorney, your lawyer, to sell you shoes, coat, sell you a car. I can't do any of that if I don't trust myself. So the first thing to do with this whole trust factor is for you to trust that you know what you're doing. You can walk the walk and talk the talk, that you have done your, your due diligence, that you have the abilities. You have the capabilities to do it, and you also have the commitment. Let's, let's not get that twisted. The commitment to do what you say you can do. Some, some of us don't have that. Now, that sounds, and I know people talk about faking until you make it, all of that, but that's, a, that's inherently a problem because if you can't deliver what you have promised someone to do, not only will they know it, but more importantly, you'll know it. It's going to bother you. It's going to eat at you. It's going to stress you out. You cannot be as effective as you would have been. You wouldn't be as confident as you should be to make decisions, to suggest proposals, to present your case, to push back on things because you don't feel comfortable in yourself and trust yourself to know what you have to do. You need to have integrity, and that's a word that uh, – is just used inappropriately so much nowadays and kind of thrown out the window. You need to have integrity at all times, in all situations. That's what makes you an honest person. People think they're the same. Integrity and honesty, they do go hand in hand. But it's more than just being honest and just more than just being integrity. You have to mean that you're a person who's able to have a value and a belief system that is justified, that is strong, that is fair. And you're willing to stand behind that at all times, in front of any person and in front of any situation. If you are going to be a person of integrity, you are there all the time, that way all the time. And that's a lot like your brand. Like I said before, your brand's not something you can fake. You got to be your brand all the time. That's what about leadership, I said before. Leadership is not a role you play. It's something that you are constantly leading. Those things are important for you to have the confidence to do what you need to do. You have to understand where you're going and be there all the time. You can't get in front of one person and say one thing and then in front of another person say another thing. People will see that through you. You have to be consistent because congruency of acting the same way all the time. Don't let people get you off your game, as they say. Okay? If you can't get off my game, another. You have to be the person you are meant to be. Okay? You have to continue to, to be that. You have to be humble. Integrity is important, and you have to be humble to have integrity. You know why? Because you have to be more consistent about, concerned about what's right than if you're right. You have to be more con- concerned about doing the best thing for the overall good than in making yourself look good and saying, I was right, my proposal was right. What I learned when I was in um, corporate America was you get in a room and you discuss your point of view. Times those discussions got pretty heated. I had my point of view. They had their point of view. Somebody else had a point of view, whatever. But at the end of the day, how we define a person of integrity and a person who wants to be on our team was a person who said, okay, 
You guys don't think that's the right way. Y'all think this is the right way. Okay, well, let's work about it. Let's work on making that happen. At the end of the day, if they don't suggest, they don't take your suggestions, that's okay. Your goal then is to work as hard as you can to make the person that they did take their suggestion make it work. And people see you as a team player, a person they want to work with, and someone they want to follow because you have that humility to say, there's a bigger picture out there. It's more important than it is about me. And you have to have, to have the courage, once again, the courage and the fortitude to do what needs to be done, no matter what, and it won't matter what it costs. Sometimes if it says to you, uh, someone says, we want to do, uh, we want to build a new on a project, I want to build a, a, a new door, let's say for instance, okay, I want to build a new door. And you come in and you say, okay, well, so I have a door company, so I'm going to say let's build it this way and um, da, da, da. But someone else comes along and says, I can build it for cheaper if we do it this way. And if you are a person of courage and integrity and humility and you're looking for the best solution for that client or whatever, you say, okay, now I learned something. Okay, let me help you get it done that way. And that may be hurting you because you might not get the job. But that's how you build trust. A person is going to notice the fact that you put their interest above yours. That's a key thing. You put their interest above yours. You put the thing that was right to do opposed over your pocketbook. Now, that's a novel concept these days, doing the right thing, regardless of if it puts money in your pocket or not. Those are some of the things that are plaguing me and reason I'm having this conversation with you now because those uh, lessons, those, uh, those, those philosophies, they seem to be lost in today's society. And I want to say, and I want to declare, they're not lost. Good business people are still doing this, this situation. When you have integrity, when you want to develop trust, when you have to go forward, you need to watch what you commit to. And what I want to say to most of you, do not overcommit. That's the easiest thing in the world to do. Okay, I got that. I got this. I got this. And then you don't do anything or something's late or it doesn't fall through. I want you to know being a business owner, a business leader, a leader of the community, it is okay to say no, not nasty. But just let them know, I cannot do that, or I can't commit to that timeline. No is a complete sentence. Once again, no is a complete sentence. And it's okay to say no. You should say no. You can't do everything, and you can't do everything well. So it's okay to say no, not nasty, but listen, that's something I don't have time to do. I have some other commitments. I can't get that done. Say no, opposed to trying to be Superman, Superwoman, and taking all the stuff on to be like, um, to be indispensable. People got to have you, and then you fall through, and you lose your integrity. You lose your trust. So remember that process going forward. Always think about the good overall. I think this is so important. There's a whole lot out there that's bigger than us. In this world of me, 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 I'm going to get mine, you got to get yours. This world about I come first. There is, should be something in your life bigger than you, whether it be your faith, whether it be your children, whether it be a cause. There's got to be something in this world bigger than you. And if it isn't, you just think about that a little bit because the world doesn't revolve around you. As much as I would like to, I'll be honest with you, I would love it to revolve around me, but I realize that it doesn't, okay? So, you have to think about things a much broader term than what's going to feed your ego right this moment, what is going to go in your pocket right this moment. You have to have 
some level of integrity, trust that you know what you're doing, do the right thing for people always, and you will see the benefits are going to be um, staggering. Um, I think it's also important to know never be afraid at looking at something new. Never be afraid of a different way to get at a solution for a problem. That's a huge thing in terms of being trustworthy. If I know that this person is looking out for my best interest because I know that they have researched all avenues to make to bring me the best solution. And they're not afraid to say, there's another idea out there that's not mine. That they're not afraid to go out and say, you know what, I was wrong, but after some research. And I love to hear someone say, I researched this. Oh, great concept for me. You did your due diligence. You tried to make sure you brought me the best product. And the people that you're selling to, commodity or a, a product, they want to know that you've done your research, that you thought about them, had them on your mind, had them top of mind at a particular time to bring them the best solution. Never be afraid to look at something new, different, uh, be humble, have courage to admit that you don't know everything, and that you can learn from others. I have a little saying I say to people all the time, I'll t- I will take a good lead. That means give me a good idea, and I'll go with it. And I had no problem with that. I have personally no problem with giving people credit for the idea. And people can be crazy sometimes. I was like, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, God, it's a bad idea. Okay, well, it wasn't mine. It was so-and-so's idea. And I think it was a good idea. I don't mind giving people credit for their ideas. I'm a team player. I try my best. Well, I'm not perfect. I try to accomplish everybody. And I try to thank everybody constantly do. People trust me because they know I can trust you with my best. You're not going to try to steal it. I can trust you with the hard work I've done because you're going to applaud me for it and tell other people about my hard work. So I can trust you to do and work hard for you and give my best ideas and for all of us to come together because I'm going to say at the end of the day, who did it, how I got it, and whatever. You know, it's important for you to do those basic things. People say this. Let me tell you what a very, very important person said. He said, I look for three things in hiring people. The first thing is personal integrity. The second is intelligence, and the third is a high energy level. But if you don't have the first, the other two will kill you, and that was said by Warren Buffett. Now, we clearly know that man knows about business and how to be successful. He says that we hire for people, he looks for three things, their integrity, their intelligence, and their high level of energy. But without the integrity, the rest of it won't work. The rest of it won't work. So it's important for you to have some level of integrity as you go forward. The best way to have your integrity is always think about your intent. Why am I doing this? What's my motives for this? Um, yeah, yeah, you said, well, my motives, my motives is to sell. Okay? My motive is to get you to buy my product. My motive is to get you to hire my firm. My motive is to get you to hire me. Um, okay, that's, that's, that's true. However, your other motive is you want to could be part of your branding statement. You want to provide the best service for a person. Hopefully that's in there. While you want them to buy from you, you still want to provide the best service. You want to provide a memorable experience. You want to also do something that will get residual effects. You want your customers to go out and say, refer you to other people. So it's more than just getting that sales at that time. What is your intent? What's your agenda? What's behind what you do? And once you delineate that, that helps you to be a better person in terms of selling, in terms of developing trust. Um, there's a long diatribe here I want to go off on so bad, but I'm going to try not to, I'm going to try to stay to the, stay to the um, 
the script here. You know, in terms of your intent, your agenda, what do you want to achieve? I think it's important to always remember you want to achieve satisfying your customer. If your intent, your motive is to make only make money and to get people to hire you, think about your motive being to provide the best service or the most effective service or the quick then that's going to be a problem because it will show in the work that you do. It will be about you opposed to the person. When you do the things right, your behavior will inspire trust in other people, and other people continue to trust you and talk about keeping you top of mind and keep talk, talking about telling other folk about you. Honestly, be honest with you, Intent is not something that you can fake. People always, at the end of the day, how you conduct yourself, what you say, how you handle yourself, what your true intent are. If you say I'm all about the customer, but you look at your watch and say, okay, I got to go, I got to go, I got another appointment. Or you say I look about the customer, but you found out, okay, this is just going to be the, the, the most cost effective way for me to get by, not necessarily you for me. So you buy this more expensive entity, and then you know, we'll worry about the rest. When you do those kinds of things, people realize that you or your intent is not necessarily to be the best salesperson for them. You think about yourself. Something I always want to say before I close this up, I want to end this up a little bit, but I want to say this thing about you too. It's important for you when you're trying to gain trust, it's not to try to hoard everything for yourself. Uh, I think one person I know uh, frames that, choose abundance over scarcity. Um, what they meant by that is there's enough to go around. Don't try to hoard all of whatever the business is and leave other people out. I'll tell you a story, someone I know in my life who's important to me who has a business. And it's a specialized business. Like everybody can do it. And so she does it. And she's very successful at it. She has a good heart. She really tries to make sure everything she does is perfect for the client, that she goes overboard. And frankly, she goes a little bit more than I would, but that's her style. That's who she is. People trust her. It's not a fake. That's who she is, okay? And when I see her doing this, people are always calling her for advice, not, not just advice about business. They're calling her about advice of how to do the same thing she's doing. I'm like, whoa, hey, wait a minute, lady. That's your competition. And she always says to me, it's enough business out here for everybody. It's enough business to go around. And to this day, this person, because of her heart, her trust, her, her doing good by people, she has more business than she can handle, constantly giving business to other people. She's constantly calling other people over to do some work for her. But on the same time, she's trained many people in the business. She has sat down, and I say trained them. She's allowed them to come to her house, use her machinery, sit there and train them on how to do it, give them um, um, business, all of this stuff. And the law of reciprocity always works. This woman has more business she can handle. Even with her training other people, giving business away to people, taking her time out to help people. I've known times when people in her industry have had problems with their machines and could not do their jobs. She's allowed them to come to the house while she did something else and do their product at her house and use her, her, her machine, not charge them anything for it, say, okay, we got to help each other out. And every time I look at her and want to say, girl, what, what are you doing? He's always says to me, there's enough business out here for everybody. Things are overflowing for her and have been ever since. That's her mentality. 
overflowing. So I like that. I want to say to you guys, there is no goodness out here for everybody. Don't always make it about you. Don't try to hoard everything. If a person who's a person that I trust, I see they're open, I see they're warm, and I see they're trying to do what needs to be done. I'm going to tell you one more thing. It's important for you in whatever business you are, for me, me, me trying to trust you to go forward. Part of that trust factor is you to stay relevant, for you to be a good business person, for you to uh, deliver the trust that your clients would like. Make sure you stay relevant, that you know what's up, what's happening, what's new. You can't just sit back and say, okay, well, I did it this way the last five years, and it's, it's okay that way now. That has clearly changed. You need to keep up with your personal capabilities, understand what's new, understand what's next, try to get in on that, and be able to bring that new innovations to your clients every day. I trust you that you know the new innovations. I trust you that you're doing my taxes, that you have gone to class even this year and learned about a new tax credit. You've learned about e-filing. you learned about what could be filed online and what cannot be filed online. you learned about how you deal with the stimulus money. I trust you to know that. So if you don't know those new things, I don't care how great of an accountant you have been, then you will put me in a bad situation with my taxes because you haven't kept up on what's new and what's next. That's a major part of this as well in terms of trust factor, knowing that I can trust you to be capable and to stay up on the new things that are happening, the new trends, the new innovations, the new laws, so I can be sure that whatever we're doing together, that it's going to be done right and I'm not going to have any penalties from it. So, like I said, that's the first part of this um, trust factor. We're going to continue this again next week. I thank you so much for listening. Uh, the day is Monday, the first part of the week to go out and just be great. So make it a great one. Thank you. Enjoy us next week. It's Growing in Greatness radio show with host Gwendolyn Singletary. We want to be your source for reliable, relevant, and informative strategies that disrupt the norm and to help ambitious achievers grow in greatness. Don't miss it. Mondays at 6 p.m. right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Achievers grow in greatness. Greatness, greatness, greatness.